May the grace, mercy, and peace of God, our Heavenly Father, be with us all here this afternoon. Pray that He would open this word to us and for each of us. here from the first part of Acts. I'm not sure if anyone else has maybe spoken about the ascension of Jesus, but you know that it happened a little while after what we call Easter, his crucifixion, and so I'll just start in the first first part of Acts chapter one. Reading up to uh, the twelfth verse, the former <clears throat> the former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach, until the day in which he was taken up, after that he had, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which, saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Then then returned they unto Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. The start of the Acts, which goes into a lot of the, the what we call the early church after after Jesus left, but but the start of it is a little bit while Jesus was still with them, with the disciples and all the believers. The Bible tells us that he didn't show himself except to the believers after his ascension or after his uh, resurrection. But uh, but he, Jesus did show himself for 40 days to the disciples and the other believers. He says he showed himself alive after his passion, by many infallible proofs, 
being seen of them forty days, speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And that, of course, was Jesus, Jesus' ultimate calling in coming to this earth was to, to speak of the things of the kingdom of God and how people could come to be part of that. We know that the disciples, after even from the time that Jesus had been taken by the the priests in the garden there, the disciples had been living in fear. They were they were uh, staying behind closed doors and uh, in the houses. They were gathering together and trying to encourage each other. and And Jesus sometimes came and showed himself to them and 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 uh, told them um, told them and showed them many things. Uh, tells us how he he showed his his wounds to Thomas and the others who were doubting. Jesus had showed the wounds in his hand and in his side and and in his feet and from the nails and the spear and uh, probably a lot of other infallible proofs where many, many of these uh, early believers saw these things so that there wasn't... Uh, there wasn't any question but that Jesus had risen from the dead and they could they could be they could be sure of it if Jesus had just gone straight to be with God after rising from the dead it probably would have been a lot of uncertainty as to what had exactly happened but but he took these 40 days to to make it indisputable it says infallible that that uh that he had risen from the dead and that he was he was in a glorified state that we don't totally understand it tells us that he he ate meat he ate food with them but yet he was able to come and go and through locked doors and these sorts of things he was in some type of a glorified state but they they all saw him and they, and they they were convinced and, and believed that that Jesus had had truly risen from the dead. But uh, at this stage, they were still they were still living in fear. They 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 didn't quite understand how and what they should be doing, and uh, they were afraid of the Romans and they were afraid of the other Jews. The, chief priests and all the temple leaders who were threatening them, of course. And Jesus tells them to just wait in Jerusalem. It's another place it says, till you be endued with power from on high. Here he says, to, Jesus commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. And that they were going to be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Because they didn't understand that, uh, but but they did wait. They 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 did what Jesus said. And of course, in the sixth, it said again they they weren't understanding what what this kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God, was going to be. 
they were wondering, asking Jesus, is, is he going to restore the kingdom to Israel? This was one of the main questions of the Jews. Was Is Jesus this uh, physical king that's going to come and set up a kingdom again, as King David had many years before? Had, uh, of course, Saul was the first king. But uh, King David and Solomon and these, these kings before had, had had a great, powerful, and, uh, and strong natural kingdom in Israel. And, and the Jews, they were still hoping that, uh, believing and hoping that, that Jesus was maybe the one that was going to bring this natural kingdom about again, that, that the Romans would be ousted and, and uh, the Jews again would would uh, be in physical power over their own nation. But Jesus says it's not it's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in His power. That would be in God's power, but it's not for it's not for them to know these sorts of things. But Jesus does say that you will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. This was the more important thing, that that uh, Jesus was never really too involved with uh, these natural things, the kingdoms, and he had, of course, been face to face with Pontius Pilate, who was the natural ruler, but he wasn't obviously impressed by him, Jesus being God. He was, he was, uh, so far beyond those natural things. And Jesus also wasn't really concerned about a natural kingdom, whether some king would come and, and give natural peace to the area, but he was more important, more worried about the, the Holy Ghost and doing the, fill, the will of God, which was this kingdom of God which uh, the Bible tells us is, lives, is within, it's within us, it's within our hearts. It's not a natural outward kingdom, but, but it's within us, and that's the more important thing. Our nature as humans is to, the Bible also tells us that we would tend to, to cleanse the outward part, to wash, the, to wash our, our lives or wash the bowl or different ways it puts it make it look good on the outside. That's what we as humans would like to do. But Jesus is more concerned about these inward these inward things, the Holy Ghost that lives within us and uh, is also called the Comforter, which will give us peace of mind and, uh, and uh, lives within us. These were the last, th- the last real words that Jesus spoke before he was taken up to heaven. The parallel um, part of the Bible and the end of the Gospel of Luke. Jesus, in that part, it's recorded that 
Jesus said that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations. And you are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. This was the, the central focus of Jesus' message. If you look at uh, the first, the first uh, message that Jesus preached, and also John the Baptist being the forerunner, there, both of them started out and in, and uh, with the message of repentance and remission of sins. And we see here in Luke that that's also the last thing that it's recorded that Jesus told them is that repentance and remission of sins is to be preached in Jesus' name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. We know that that's exactly what happened. They weren't given that power exactly right at that moment. But Jesus told them that it would happen, and, and if, we car- if we carried on reading in Acts, we could hear, see how it happened, what they call the day of Pentecost, where they were given that power from on high, where they were, as it says, to be baptized with fire. It tells us that the fire came, that it was like a flame of fire that came and sat on them, and, and at the day of Pentecost, they were given the power where they were no longer afraid, they they went forth boldly and preached Jesus, even in spite of all the danger to them. They, they didn't worry about that anymore. And that's something that God has to give to a person. None of us has the, the power of ourselves to, to preach Jesus boldly. But I think we should all pray that God would give us what we need for each day, whatever <coughs> circumstance we're in. And uh, whatever people we come into contact with, if there's something that needs to be said, that he would give us what we need to say. And uh, just to remember also that the central message of repentance and remission of sins, that without that, we're leaving out most of what the simplicity and the, the things that are most necessary for salvation is repentance and remission. That uh, the remission, of course, is through Jesus' name. It's not something that we preach of ourselves, but but that we can preach that through what Jesus has done on the cross, we can we can believe, and each of you can believe that Jesus has, has done everything necessary to cover your sin and mine. And then Jesus was, after he had spoken those few words, sounds like he just started uh, just rose up off the earth and was taken up into the sky, disappeared into a cloud. And of course, these, all these men who were there, they, as any of us would, they were standing there just wondering if he's going to come back or where did he go? Even like we would watch a, an airplane leaving or something and 
even if you know it's not going to come back, you still might stand there watching. And uh, that's just the way we what we would do. But uh, it says while while they st- looked steadfastly towards heaven as as he or Jesus went up, behold, two men stood by them. Again, uh, Whether they were angels or these two men, they anyway they admonished all the people who were watching and said, "Why, why stand you gazing into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven." And they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem, the Sabbath day journey. So this place says it was the Mount of Olivet, and in Luke it says that it was, uh, they were at Bethany, which is uh, where Laz- Mary and Martha and Lazarus lived. It's, if you look on the map, it's real close to Jerusalem. They weren't allowed to walk very far on the Sabbath. It was uh, quite close. Yeah, they were they were given a time where where the where they were able to. At the end of Luke, it says they were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. They worshipped Jesus, and, and uh, Acts pretty much says the same thing in the 14th verse. It says, These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. God gave them this time where they were, they had fellowship. We know that they also had a time of, of communal living. It was not a very long, not a very long time. But they needed that, and I think some, there's been various other times in history where we know that these people were under tremendous persecution from, from both the, the Jews and from the Romans, and, and uh, so they needed that time where they could really spend a lot of time together um, in fellowship one with another, and they just kind of had everything in common. And they strengthened one another, and we know that uh, it wasn't very long then afterwards that uh, all the believers were scattered. They went from Jerusalem. The persecution increased, and almost all the believers left Jerusalem. And they went, as as Jesus said, um, that they would go throughout Judea and Samaria to the uttermost parts of the earth. And, and we know that that's exactly what happened, of course. Everything that Jesus said would and should happen, has happened, and, and will happen. And uh, yes, I pray that e- that each of us, even today, would be willing to to do the things that we are called to do. That God would give us strength for each day, whatever it may be, whether it's. Uh, whether it's uh, somehow talking to a neighbor or, 
or relative or or sometimes it might be some person who has has had a knowledge of truth who maybe by the grace of God could come back so to speak into the fold or or whether it's some person who's never heard yet that is seeking the Savior. If, if there's anyone who is who is outside of believing in Jesus, we pray that that uh, as Christians we could be the the hands and, and uh, feet and mouth of Jesus here in this world to tell them about Jesus and that that some could could still believe. Before the end of the end of time, when Jesus comes back, so pray that God would would add His blessing to the reading of His Word, and, and that it would that it would do the work that He has sent it to do. Amen. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord make his face to shine upon us and give us everlasting peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.